Hey, this is Brad Zimmerman, and I will be reading from Matthew 18, 1 through 14. Here's what it says. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among him. Then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. What sorrows await the world because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are inevitable, but what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting. So if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into the eternal fire with both of your hands and feet. And if your eyes cause you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better to enter eternal life with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly Father. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hills and go search for the one that is lost? And if he finds it, I tell you the truth. He will rejoice over it more than over the 99 that didn't wander away. In the same way, it is not my heavenly father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. Well, I don't know about you, but as I listen to the podcasts, I have been so encouraged by what everyone has been sharing. It's so amazing how God reveals himself to us differently as each person reads scripture. Some scriptures seem to be so perfectly matched with the person who's reading it. And today, this passage resonated with me because I can relate to Jesus. Now, I'm not claiming to be as wise or perfect or powerful as Jesus. I am far, so, so far from that. What I can relate to is the extremes that Jesus is jumping to. As he's talking to his disciples, he's using some very extreme metaphors, which in itself feels very extreme when you compare it to his main idea, the idea that we need to humble ourselves. Humility and extremes don't feel like they go together. So he starts this passage with a pretty obvious and less extreme command. Turn from your sin. This is something that Jesus has made very clear. Our sin gets in the way of our relationship with him. So that's a message we've heard before, and it doesn't feel very extreme to me. But then, as he's using a child near him as an illustration of what we need to be like, he takes a turn. And he says this, But if you cause one of these little ones who trusts in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large millstone tied around your neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Now we're starting to get extreme, and in the Passion Translation, which I often go to when I want to hear a passage in a new way, to help me hear it with fresh ears, it says it this way, but if anyone abuses one of these little ones who believes in me, it would be better for him to have a heavy boulder tied around his neck and to be hurled into the deepest sea than to face the punishment he deserves." This is pretty extreme, and this is where I can relate to Jesus, and maybe you can too. 
For much of my adult life, I've found myself jumping to extreme language when I feel unheard or I want to drive home how important something is. Now, I don't say this boastfully. I'm continuing to work on choosing a different way to speak because I don't think this kind of extreme language is always helpful, but I can relate because this has been a pattern for me with my kids, at work, with my family. If I don't feel heard, if I'm feeling misunderstood, I end up speaking with these extremes. And as we read on, we'll see even more extreme language from Jesus. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it into the fire of hell. Now, side note here, Steve Thompson shared on Sunday when he was teaching from Matthew 18, and I found it really helpful to understand that the word translated here as hell is the word Gehenna, which refers to this valley outside Jerusalem that's used as a garbage dump. And that's where you would find a huge pit full of worms and maggots and fire that's continually being fed by the trash of the city. And his disciples would know this. So not only should you cut off your limbs or gouge your eye out, you should let the worms and fire of the grossest garbage dump be fueled by your sin. This is very extreme. Jesus isn't saying, if your eye causes you to sin, look the other way, or maybe consider watching a different show or movie. He's saying, gouge it out and be left with one eye. And if we are honest and we truly follow these words, I think you would see every follower of Jesus walking around with a missing hand or eye. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, I think all of us would have to gouge an eye out or lose a hand or lose a foot for causing us to sin. So why is Jesus turning to this extreme language? Well, as we continue further and further into Matthew, we get closer and closer to Jesus' death on the cross. Jesus knows his days are numbered with his disciples, and I think Jesus is trying so hard to help his disciples really understand the things that matter, not questions of who's the greatest in heaven. He wants them to focus on the main thing. And at the end of this passage, we hear a familiar yet extreme analogy from Jesus. So let's hear it again, but this time from the Passion Translation. Think of it this way. If a man owns a hundred sheep and one lamb wanders away and is lost, won't he leave the 99 grazing the hillside and thoroughly search for the one lost lamb? And if he finds his lost lamb, he rejoices over it more than over the 99 that never went astray. Now you should understand that is never the desire of your heavenly father that a single one of these little ones should be lost. Jesus' heart is for us to be with him. He wants us to follow him so badly, he is going to extremes to say, stay with me. Don't just turn from your sin. Go to an extreme to make sure you can stay with me. My heart is for you. I want you to choose me. And if you do stray away, know that I'm coming after you. He's going to leave the 99 to run after you. He's going to extremes for you. We're in a season of Lent right now, and this is my first time ever participating fully in Lent. I've given some things up, and I'm fasting on Wednesdays like many other watermarkers, and I can't help but think that, is this enough? 
Am I just giving up just a little easy thing? Am I just turning away from something or should I be cutting it off? So I guess I'm left asking myself, am I willing to go to the extremes to stay with Jesus? I know he's gone to those lengths for me. I mean, he was mocked. He was beaten. He was ridiculed. He died a horrible death all for me, all for you, all for us. Am I willing to do the same? It's not an easy answer. And I mean, if I'm honest right now, the answer probably would be no. But as I sit and see the world so broken around me, my friends and family are in so much pain. I want to see Jesus show up more than ever. I want to see him move. I'm leaving the place of comfort and I'm in a place of desperation. I'm not okay with life just being fine anymore. I'm not okay with just being unaware of God and missing out on how he's moving. I want to be used by him. I want to stay close to him. I want to see him. I want to be with him. So what's God saying to you? That's what he's saying to me as I read this passage and as I see those extremes. But what is God saying to you? Father, I pray that you would speak. Man, would you speak and would you move? I want you desperately. Not just in this moment, God, help me to go to those extremes. Help me to flee and turn away. Help me to cut it off so that I can be with you, so that I can see you move, so I can see you transform me, so I can see you transform my family, my friends, the world. Our community, God, I want you to transform those things so badly. God, would you move in my life and would you move in the lives of those who are listening right now? In your name we pray. Amen.